What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 106. Here with my guy, Fredson. How are you? Uh, I'm not doing as well as all those Manchester City fans out there. Um, I can tell you that much. Uh, but I'm doing pretty well here. How about you, Alex? I know there's a big weekend of football ahead, big week of football ahead. Um, you ready? You yeah. feeling good? I'm feeling good. really good because we gotta have we're gonna have the ciders of title wins here in Portugal. But we already have answers in Spain and in England, too. We're going to talk about if Arsenal have bottled the league, one of the biggest topics. But before we get to it, don't forget to like this video, episode 106, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok. Thank you for all, all the support. But Man City, Man City have made history. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say I consider, my, I consider Man City a European Giant. The rise has been done. Nine Premier League titles, five with Pep Guardiola. One of the greatest manager managers in the history of the game and football heritage, Man City is right now. I have to say that. Yeah. I have to say that. Yeah. What is it? Uh, five Premier League titles for Manchester City in the last six seasons. <sighs> Which is just unheard of. And I believe Liverpool. Pep Guardiola and Manchester City are one of only, what, two other teams? So it's been Manchester United has done it and Liverpool has done it in the top tier of English football. But it is just unreal how um, Bundesliga, this is, no, just kidding. <laughs> but it is absolutely unreal um, at the consistency and considering where they were this season. Um, I mean, there's now, what, like 10, 10 players on Manchester City's roster that have won five Premier League titles, right? One more and they're going to field the best 11. One, <laughs> they could field an 11 of five-time Premier League titles. Hell, if you count Riyad Mahrez's Leicester City title, he's got five, but we can't count that. So I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think for a lot of people right now, what you see coming out, is you see a lot of people wanting to put an asterisk next to it, an asterisk next to it because of whatever, 115 possible FFP breaches that may or may not be, you know, litigated upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter as of right now. Mm -hmm. As of right now, Manchester City put together just an insanely efficient and, and beautiful uh, second half of the season um, to take over Arsenal, to, uh, you know, to get everybody uh, th their whole fan base aside from them they had erling holland breaking records mm -hmm. they had kevin de bruyne turning back time yes. um and and you can't take that away from them right now mm -hmm. you can't take that away from them right now so i agree with you i mean that's fact but, but the question but it is fact that's facts and you yeah. mentioned Mahrez first i want to say Mahrez mm -hmm. made history what a world-class player massacy have him subbing in the Champions League. That's how great this Man City team yeah. is. But Mahrez became the first African player ever, ever to have five Premier League titles. In the history of the Premier we've seen Drogba, wow. Yaya Torre, all great players. But Mahrez was the first to do it. That shows the level of Guardiola. And the Man City culture right now is associated to success. Because even mm. with Pep Guardiola winning the Premier League, Company won the championship, and Xavi, Xavi won the La Liga, all associated to Pep Guardiola and this man City style of play too. It's unreal, 
unreal, in it my is. opinion, what's happening. But uh, if I should yeah. say the Man City culture shows with company winning the championship and Arteta being the second place in the Premier League, highly influenced by Pep Guardiola and Man City. But I want to yeah. say too, culture of Man City with legends, company, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, that I'm not yep. scared to say Kevin De Bruyne, is a top 10 definitely one of the best midfielders I've ever seen. Top 10, 100%. Oh, okay. The passes, the way he dribbles, he's fast enough and efficient enough to make anything against Real Madrid. Not any player can do that. How good yeah. he is. And, and, and in all this, Ruben Dias. Ruben yeah. Dias only lost one. One game in like 40, in his last 40 games at Man City. That is the leader and the difference. And people can't be shy anymore to say he's the best center back in the Premier League right now. I'm not scared to say it. And anyone no. can't be scared. It's a fact. It's a fact. No, I, I, I think absolutely fine saying that. I mean, he's been nothing but a lightning bolt. Um, of change since he's come in at Manchester City. And his development is probably the whole reason that whole defensive core is has, has gotten, you know, loads better. It's a whole reason why maybe Emmanuel Akanji mm -hmm. and an Ethan Ake come in and immediately they level up mm -hmm. because of guys like Ruben Diaz. Um, and you, you've seen it in some Manchester City has been releasing some clips here and there, and I actually wish they would release more. And Ruben Diaz is very, very vocal in that locker room. Yeah. And uh, what he says goes. And that defensive core, it cannot be um, said enough. Stones, you know, all these guys, they, they don't necessarily work for one person. They work as a squad. And that was absolutely huge because Diaz was injured early on. Uh, Stones has had his injuries. Every one of them have had their injuries. And it was not necessarily for Manchester City about depth. I said at the beginning of the year, Manchester City, the biggest worry is they don't have depth. You know what I was wrong on? Because I wasn't wrong on that. I was wrong on the quality of depth mm -hmm. exactly. if you can have Mares start a game and he's your backup that's humongous Alvarez. if you can have yeah Alvarez be your backup for Foden. Holland um, Grealish spend some time on the bench and come I mean th these the quality of depth right that mm -hmm. that second step there's not a drop really or a massive gap between the two whereas if you then compare that to say Arsenal's depth mm -hmm. they have a similar issue but the, the quality between the backup and the starter is so stark, it's, it's not even funny, right? It's not even funny. So Manchester City, you know, I just got to say, uh, and that a lot of that does come down to Pep Guardiola. And I mean, he might have taken a chance on keeping it so small, but it, it worked out and it worked out really well. It's true. And the, how you see the quality of depth, a lot of people were judging Gabriel Jesus leaving and Pep Guardiola mm -hmm. replaced him with a better striker, Julian Alvarez, in my opinion. It's underrated. The fact that Julian Alvarez is 23 and he's already won 10, 10 professional titles. One of them is the World Cup in which he started ahead of Lautaro, Julian Alvarez. And he has 82 goals and 38 assists in his career already. Un the rated, but the one that beats all of these crazy stats under the age of 23 is Phil Foden. Phil Foden yeah. has five Premier League titles already, and he's under the age of 23. More prems yep. than Drogba, David Silva, Cantona, legends, legends of the game. Even Lampard, an English midfielder, doesn't have more than Foden. Like the silverware he's going to get, all because of Pep Guardiola that... 
Yes, Pep Guardiola has won uh, the I Pep Guardiola has won La Liga three times in a row, Bundesliga th three times in a row, and the Premier League yeah. three times in a row. That is an unreal, unreal, unreal fact. And Pep Guardiola, who's the fastest manager to get a hundred wins in the Champions League. Unreal. This is the year and everybody can clearly see that Man City is the best team in the world playing football. All because of yeah. Pep Guardiola. Insane. Yeah. Insane. And, uh, and, you know, we ha we're not even that many days removed from them dismantling Real Madrid. Right? <laughs> exactly. We're not even that many. And it wasn't even any of the people you just talked about, mm -hmm. any of the people I just talked about. It was Bernardo Silva's day Ooh. on that day. You know? And, and that's exactly what we mean. Every particular player mm -hmm. um, really got razor sharp when they needed to get razor sharp. And that is not on the player per se. That is on the staff. That is on Pep Guardiola. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing you say three consecutive titles mm -hmm. with Bayern Munich, with FC Barcelona, with Ma Manchester City. And, and I, I can't help but think, I mean, is he top three, top, you know, top two uh, Pep Guardiola all time right now? Definitely top three. Definitely top three. Okay. Wow. Uh, it's, yeah. it's hard to talk between Ferguson, Ancelotti, Mourinho, and Guardiola, all special mm -hmm. in their own way, but Guardiola is in the top three, in my opinion, for how dominant his teams are. Yes, he has all the cash in the world, but Chelsea had it too, and look how they play. Guardiola uses it yeah. efficiently. <laughs> efficiently. And Man City this season, the results they had, they beat Man United 6-3. They beat Liverpool 4-1. They beat Leipzig 7-0. Bayern 3-0. And they beat Real Madrid, the champions of Europe last season, 4-0 at home. One of the toughest yeah. atmospheres by many people that are close to Real Madrid that Real Madrid has faced in the Prem. The Etihad Stadium. History has been made. Goals of Guardiola in the past. Goals of even company to win a Prem in the past. That is the history mm -hmm. that Man City makes Man City a European giant. It has to be said. Yeah. Not the same as yeah. PSG. Man City's different. Yep. Different. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And, uh, and until oh, that asterisk, uh, it, it is, it is. And, and that's, you know, anyone saying it's, it's the money, it's this, it's that. It is. It's the efficient expenditure. Uh, you don't necessarily need to call it efficient. Maybe the inefficient expenditure. But, you know, he's, he's hit on more than he's missed on when it comes exactly. to signings. That's Pep Guardiola, right? And um, when it comes down to it, they were aided. Uh, they obviously played peak football at the exact right time, which they've done in the past previously. And let's remember, okay, uh, just really quickly, right? Um, the one season, I believe that they wound up not winning, mm -hmm. right? Liverpool winning at all. It was simply because Liverpool had a, a ridiculous... Mm -hmm. Historic. Uh, undeniably amazing historic run. And unfortunately, for the rest of you, you know, the 19 other uh, teams in the Premier League, it's going to take that to beat Manchester City until at least Pep Guardiola steps down. It's true. And moves on. It's true. It is. And what shows the greatness of Pep Guardiola is you say Liverpool are the only team to win the Premier League in this era of uh, Pep Guardiola, which is true. But look at their front three. Look at the front three of Liverpool. Sadio Mane left last yep. summer. Firmino was still there this summer. Salah is still mm -hmm. there. Like, you see, the, the front three of Guardiola, players are rotating non-stop. Aguero's been there. Gabriel Zouz has been there. Haaland is now there. So he knows in order to win, 
He has to rejuvenate the squad. Substitutions have, be, have to be done to win, to have this winning yeah. mentality. And the objective is clear. Man City, they, they won the league even without playing with Chelsea. But I guarantee you, they're not even focused focus only in the Prem. They're focused in the Champions League. That's right. what they got to do. And Man City have the chance to be the only team next to Man United to win a European treble. And their toughest, toughest game in order to get that European treble is not the Champions League mm. final. It's the FA Cup Ooh. final. Man United oh. have to do everything. Everything. Eric Ten Hag can do an unreal season for Man United if they stop mm. this European treble for Man City. And he wins an FA Cup. He gets top four. And he's got the League Cup already done. That would be unreal. Unreal. I hear you. Sir, though, I would I would like to object very kindly and say, I don't think you're giving enough respect to how hot Inter Milan is right now. It's going to be a harder... <laughs> I think Manchester City's going to win it, but Inter Milan is going to be a harder test than I think anyone's given him credit for. And how, come on, how poetic would it be for, like, Lukaku to wind up, oh my I don't know, hitting for a brace and outperforming Holland? I don't think it's going to happen. But imagine that. But it, it, listen, we're talking about how razor sharp Manchester City is. And isn't that FA Cup final? Manchester City, Manchester United, isn't that going to be the first FA, all Manchester FA Cup final in history? I'm not sure. Is that true? I'm not sure. I'm I not think sure. that's true. But I that's think mad. it's true. I that's could be mad. wrong. But listen, as razor sharp as Manchester City has been, um, there are excuses being made for Arsenal. In my opinion, and and I have to unequivocally say that more I've kind of ruminated on it, which nobody cares what I say anyway. But the more I've thought about it, this is a bottle job. It absolutely is the bottle job. It's the longest. It's the longest a club has been in the lead, in the Premier League, mm-hmm. right? By far, by like sixty plus days, and wound up days. losing. Yeah, there you go. Look at you coming with the statistics. I like it. Um, but it, it is. It's a bottle job, and you're talking eight points. Eight points out of the last nine. True. Okay, nine games. And when it comes down to it, you look at a lot of these teams and you say, comfortably, first half of the season, Arsenal would have taken care of these True. teams. But we also need to remember how many dramatic wins there were, right? There were a lot of dramatic wins, whether it was a remontado, whether it was, you know, late goals, whether it was just uh, Reese Nelson. Remember that, mm-hmm. right? You had to pull out of your pocket quite a few of these performances, and maybe, yeah, the luck dried out. Or injuries, right? But no, it wasn't down to Saliba going out. It wasn't down to Bakayo Saka maybe just having the wheels fall off, okay? Um, These are all phenomenal players. But when it comes down to it, the pressure became a little too much. They couldn't get done, you know, get three points out of Southampton. They couldn't get three points out of whatever. And once that blood was in the water, Manchester City was there to sweep it up. And in the midst of those nine fixtures, in the midst of those nine fixtures, was exactly where Manchester City broke their resolve with that win. Broke their resolve. And at that point, uh, game over. And we all felt it. It's true. I agree. I think Arsenal should have won the league because they were 248 days leading the Premier League. But it's the unexperience of the team and how good Man City are. If you look at the full team, it's totally understandable that Man City end up winning. But still, people were expecting more of a fight at the end. And results like losing to Forest, drawing with Southampton, that just can't happen. And losing so convincingly to Man City too. It's it's mad yeah. that Pep Guardiola hasn't won one manager of the month and Arteta's won four. 
and Arteta's one for it. That is absolutely crazy, in my opinion. That shouldn't happen. And it, it, it puts a lot of people saying that those awards really don't mean too much at the end of the day. No, they don't. Well, but because watch, watch Arteta get manager of the season because of that. No, he won't. I, he's not my manager of the season. When you have Eddie no, Howe, I, Guardiola, I, but we'll talk about that ahead. Ahead. No, but put I, your I'm, manager I'm of the you. season just, down you know, below. If you're listening now, yeah, yeah. if you're listening but, now. But before we move on, before we move on from the Premier League, I do have to mention and do a mea culpa to Nottingham Forest, right? In an in incredibly dramatic oh. fashion, they beat they they beat a contender, uh, not only um, to rub it in my face that they are uh, securing Premier League status, uh, but they became, right, mm. for the first time in over 20 years, Nottingham Forest, Fulham, and Bournemouth became the uh, first time in over 20 years that the three promoted sides from last season remain in the Premier League. Woo! First time in 20-plus years. That's nice, right? man. Um, That's good for It them. is. Nottingham Forest, but, that, in, in my opinion, there's transfers mm -hmm. that are, were absolutely crucial from Nottingham. Nottingham yeah. getting Danilu. What a midfielder. Nottingham Felipe. Great midfielder. Morgan gives White yep. that. Yes, he was expensive, but crucial Very. for this team. Like, they secured great players. And Scott Tywo. And Tywo. Ooh, yeah, the striker. Scarpa hasn't even really gotten going, but Taiwo Awaniwi has been humongous for them late on, and he was dealing with issues. And he's, I think he scored, Nine. I think he's got, what, five goals in his last three games? He's like, goals. he's, he's, yeah, he's all over. He's phenomenal for Forrest right now. And you can't can't move past the one thing i said if i remember correctly and we might have to go back and uh, someone's got to hold me accountable mm. but i said if there's one uh person that's going to be able to help keep nottingham forest up it's mm. kaylor Navas. and that to be honest yes. regardless of his salary demands that was the best thing they could have done but listen that's talking about nottingham forest uh handing manchester city essentially the title without having to do anything right mm -hmm. um talking about that that's great but it's also glossing over the fact that Bournemouth and Fulham had absolutely ridiculous seasons that's in a true. good way Bournemouth later on they got some you know help I guess you could say and uh, uh but Fulham we'll talk about them in a little bit there's a reason Marco Silva is nominated right mm. and <laughs> it, you know it, it just has been phenomenal to see and it it just makes it so much more fun when you've got uh some of these clubs surprising the heck out of people Okay. Yes, that's, well um, that's well said about yeah. Mark Silva, Mark Silva, Palinha, all <laughs> great moves done by Fulham. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A lot of a lot can be said about that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's Spurs. <laughs> with Harry Kane, Spurs. with Harry Kane will be the big talk if if he's going to stay this summer that a lot of people will be doubting. A lot of people will yeah. be doubting. But on the Premier League side, put down below what you think. What do you think about the last fixtures and about Newcastle? I think we didn't even mention Newcastle, but we're going to be talking about the Premier League team of the season more forward. So remain in this video to I until we get to that point. But someone yep. won the league in Spain, and that was pretty <laughs> special in my opinion, okay? Barcelona <laughs> have finally won the league. Since 2019, Barca have, hadn't won the league, and it was with Xavi. Xavi ball is yeah. absolutely real. Best defense in the world, when in form, in my opinion. <laughs> and then you have yeah. the youngsters of Pedri, Gavi, Lewandowski, that it's underrated. Look at Bayern. 
out of the DF Pokal, yep. out of the Champions League, might lose the Bundesliga, and Lewandowski's already won La Liga, won the Spanish Super Cup, and could win the Piccini, mm. top goal scorer of La Liga in his first season. Great decision! <laughs> Yeah, great decision yeah. by Leva. Uh, now, uh, uh, yeah, you know, for fi for fifty million, uh, I'd make that decision too, I suppose. But uh, the right listen, move. Yeah, the right move. And, and the funny <laughs> thing is, is I was looking at um, Xavi's, or I was looking at Barcelona's stats um, earlier. Do you want to know who actually made the most like numerical appearances in a game for Barcelona? Not minutes played, not minutes played, but actual uh, appearances. It was forty-eight appearances. This guy was injured. He spent most of what I thought was most of the season injured. It just goes to show you how many fixtures there are. Mm. It was Ansu Fati. What? Ansu Fati made 48 appearances for Barcelona this season. No. 48 appearances. Now, he barely played over 1,700 minutes. So he made a lot of off-the-bench appearances, which actually pissed him off early what? on in the season and has led to what could be seen as a contract negotiation standoff. But when it comes down to it, from numerical appearances, 48, which, let's be honest, means nothing. Ansu Fati has been in more games than anyone else uh, for Barcelona this what? season. Yeah, it that's is mad. mad. But not minutes, but right, just played, played not games. Minutes. Oh, man. Nope, that's exactly. Xavi, oh, he tried. He tried. <laughs> but, but, then, but, but here's the thing. Okay, Xavi, beautiful blueprint. See what's going to happen. We're back to wondering whether or not Barcelona has money to spare and what they're going to do in the offseason. And you and I are probably going to get in arguments and fights about it this offseason. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't wait for that, right? Like Lewandowski. But, <laughs> right, like Lewandowski. But listen, Xavi has possibly his hardest decision is finding that pivot, finding that Busquets. And yes. that's, uh, you know, Busquets... Even at 34 years old, and we don't yet know what his future uh, has in store, but at 34 years old, he still was fifth on the team in minutes played with over 3,000 minutes. So for a guy that, you know, is somewhat broken down, he's not. Uh, he wound up uh, ending his season off in absolute style. And you're, you're talking like this guy, if you look at his career, Xavi's mm -hmm. absolutely right. It's, he's, he's like, it's not me. It's not Iniesta. It's not Messi. It's Busquets. Busquets is going down in history as, I believe, the second most decorated uh, Barcelona player ever, right? He's got World Cup winner, Euro winner, not Barcelona, three UCLs, nine La Ligas, seven Copa del Reyes, over 720 appearances, over 140 caps for Spain. This guy has done it all, and he has never really once asked for any, any bit of the fanfare. And I don't even think he's ever been that high up in Ballon d'Or voting. But you true. you know, if you know football, you know Busquets. True. Right? True. That's factual what you're saying. And I'm I'm not scared to say, in my opinion, Busquets is my favorite defensive mid I've ever seen. In terms of importance, <laughs> that Barca team would have been wouldn't have been legendary if they hadn't Busquets in that team, in my opinion. Yeah. And we even goodbye. the Spanish team too. Mm -hmm. Even the Spanish team yeah. too. Guardiola knew he had to make Busquets the important piece of the puzzle. I love how you're giving that recognition because he deserves that. Great. Well said. And you mentioned replacements for that Busquets position. But I just want to mm -hmm. say, too, before we get to that, Ronald Araujo is the number one best center back in the world. And for that reason, and for that reason, 
I'm so excited for the Champions League next season with Real Madrid wanting to prove themselves and Barca being a contender to win the Champions League. I believe mm. in that, Breton. I really believe. Mm. Because replacement of the CDM position with Busquets, one of the greatest to play, I believe they can convince... Hi. I believe it'll be hard, but they can convince Kimmich. <laughs> it'll be hard. Oh, my God. Like, I, I, come on, Kimmich. Follow Lewandowski and replace Busquets at Barca. Kimmich, Pedri, ah. Gavi would be great. But the realistic option, Zubi Mendy from Real Sociedad. He would be absolutely or, unreal. Better than Rubanevs, in my opinion. Or, but the dream is Kimmich. The, the the dream is Kimmich, and, and and say goodbye to the dream of Messi coming back to Barcelona if you're going to have Kimmich come in. And I agree, if Kimmich were to come in and be that 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 guy that replaces Busquets, um, I I might have to swallow my pride and say they are Champions League not favorites, but definitely contenders. And look at this. definitely contenders because Kimmich is just so consistent. And, and this so is my two. This is my two. If yeah. Kimmich, I know it's crazy, but if it's if Kimmich were to go to Barca and mm -hmm. Jude Bellingham to Real Madrid, the two best midfielders of the Bundesliga go to La Liga. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy after the striker to leaving Lewandowski to go to La Liga. That's mad. That's yeah. mad in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna we're, Kim, Kimmich though. Kimmich might not go if the if Bayern wind up, and we'll talk about this, mm -hmm. uh, bottling that Bundesliga win. I mean, he might have that chip on his shoulder. He might want to stay. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it that true. would just be so big. But that would be Inigo so big. Martinez I mean, Zubi Mendy. Inigo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, so what? What about? Is there any chance that they could convince Frankie De Jong, uh, not necessarily to be as mobile or or you know to be more of a fixed six? I guess you could say. I think it's Xavi. Um, I think it's more setup? Xavi than Frankie De Jong to convince. I think okay. Xavi sees Frankie De Jong in the more forward role and the six role more mm. for another player. <laughs> That's how I see things, in my opinion. Well, in my opinion, there there is, there is a guy that I'm not I'm not going to say that he fill a hole in any way shape or form here but there is a guy that's definitely on cloud nine and i do need to mention his name mm. because i think if we look back some barcelona fans will actually say you know franc Kessier was absolutely huge to our momentum in la liga <laughs> absolutely huge to our momentum in la liga when they needed depth franc Kessier provided he didn't play i think he only had like 20 plus maybe 24 appearances in la liga he's played a little more basically after they've already had it clinched but this guy went from being one of the leaders on the Rosen area, on the uh, AC Milan improbable Scudetto win last season, and he comes right in, and he plays not a prominent role, but a very important depth role for Barcelona. And I just loved seeing him, you know, with tears in his eyes, taking his family around, lifting the La Liga t uh, trophy. Uh, and, and, you know, I love that type of thing because um, in this particular season, uh, we are always going to gravitate towards the Gavis, the Pedris, that ridiculous defense, um, when it really does come down to some of these spot performances. Um, even, hell, even Busquets said it. Busquets said, we got to give some love to Memphis Depay. Got to give some love to some of these guys that are no longer with us that played a part this season, and mm -hmm. they did. Uh, and Kessier, while he's still on the roster, is definitely one of those guys. I, I understand. I understand that shout. But uh, Kessier, he might be getting big money, though. Uh, and for this season, oh, I understand is. the importance he had. he had. He scored a key goal, I think, against Atletico. Uh, yep. So there's a lot of moments that uh, Frank Kessier did help. But 
Sergi Roberto. That is a player that I'm going to point fingers mm, all okay. times, okay? Sergi Roberto earns more weekly than Trent Alexander-Arnold. That is factual, <laughs> and that can't happen, in my opinion. They Like, legend Sergi Roberto, great goal against PSG, but that cannot happen, in my opinion, okay? Mistakes yeah. like that do cost Barca, like, their success. A bit of their success, at least, in my opinion. Cut that overpayment uh, in half and uh, give some to Ansu Fati, keep him, and give the other to Alejandro Balde, right? Is well, that what you're saying? Just give it all to Balde. <laughs> just give it, <laughs> just all, give to it all to Balde because Ooh. Balde is one of the best left backs in the world and he's still under 20. Just give it all to Ooh. Balde. He deserves that status and it's Xavi developing and trusting him that makes that status happen. He tried with Ansu Fati, but if an offer yeah. above 60 million comes from Fati, I do see a lot of a lot of Barca fans agreeing that he has to leave, just like Ferran Torres. He like it could have worked mm -hmm. out, but 100 million for these two players, Barca needs that money. Needs that money, in my opinion. But needing yeah, money, we can we can say Brahim mm -hmm. Diaz might be leaving AC Milan now for sure, leaving Real Madrid uh, for 30 million. A lot of reports are saying that Real Madrid is going to sell him for 30 million to AC Milan, which. I don't know if it's the right decision because I do think Real Madrid need depth. But if all things are pointing, it's going to happen. Jude Bellingham to Real Madrid is going to happen. A lot of people are saying it. It's facts. And Camavinga, Valverde, Chouameni against what? Pedri, Gavi. Balde. <laughs> Balde. Balde left back. But Frankie. Well, Kamavinga's a left back too, apparently. Ah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's I'm, I'm serious though. You just called Alejandro Balde one of the best left backs in the world. I, I one of one of a, a very um, mm -hmm. tough one on one would be who would you pick if you had to pick one player, Alejandro Balde, or would you take Eduardo Kamavinga? Oh, for, solely because because I think I'd pick Balde left back because Kamavinga for right. me, I prefer him in midfield. Personally, of course, personally, of course, but, but the ceiling hard. is high. I kind of think it doesn't even want to play left back. But yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Gavi Pedri is going to be fighting with Kamavinga, Shuamene, uh, potentially Bellingham uh, for the future. Hell, potentially Gabri Vega, too, if they really open the floodgates for spending. But when it comes down to it, there's one difference between the four we just mentioned or three we just mentioned with Real Madrid and the pa Pedri, Gavi, Balde, Zansu Fatis of Barcelona. What is that big difference? Well, they're uh, homegrown. Mm, that is that it. Mm, and well, and I love know. that about Barcelona. <laughs> but I, I agree. Let me have this. Let me have this Barcelona love moment. I love that about Barcelona. I'd like them to do it more as they once did. Uh, but yeah, th th these are very much the seeds. Gavi, Pedri, Balde. These are very much the seeds of a potential reawakening and reimagining of the Barcelona ethos. And, and uh, I, it, it just just came with their with Xavi's first La Liga managerial title you're mentioning this this Real Madrid and Barca ethos that I want to say yeah like it saddens me to say this and I think it's the truth the the cross Modric partnership has been historic and one of the best I've ever seen but they cannot mm -hmm. start in Real Madrid's best 11 next season I mm -hmm. think it's the end, especially if Jude Bellingham arrives Jude or Camavinga yeah. starting in midfield will be Real's best Best midfield. I'm not saying that they won't be there. I want Kroos and Modric to stay at Real Madrid next season. But in Real's best team to face a team like Man City next season, a Barca better team that I believe they're really going to try to get the Champions League, they cannot start together. 
in my opinion. Yeah. Or differently, Alaba at left back. I don't know, but things would need to be different. <laughs> Rudiger, Rudiger should have started in this Champions League game. Kamavinga should have played more minutes in midfield when they saw in the mm. first 10 minutes they couldn't even get the ball off Man City. Ancelotti didn't adapt. So that's what I want to expect next season. These changes. Yeah. I have to say that. Uh, and another thing. And, it, and another yep. thing. Frank Garcia is coming in. Uh, that's a great mm. transfer in my opinion. He will be cheap for the output that he will have. But the big, the big problem of Real Madrid is the striker. If Karim Bezema doesn't perform, mm. Real Madrid doesn't have any, any solutions. And that's why I believe Real will have to sign a striker. I love the AI. There's a sport, a football AI, that recommended Real Madrid to go get Gonçal Ramos, the, the most appropriate player to replace Karim Benzema this summer. And will I go against the AI? I will not. Okay, Gonçal Ramos, 18 goals in Primera Liga and no penalties. So he might. Does, well, does uh, the AI does no the AI take any financial though. limitations into uh, account? <laughs> I think no. Because you're not I, getting I Bell, you're not getting Gonzalo Ramos and Bellingham. But you know, you never know. You never well, know. Um, oh yeah, but that, but we'll one see. of the bigger, I guess, one of the bigger um, realizations that mm -hmm. has come to play, or unless Ancelotti Ancelotti is throwing shade out there uh, to disguise his next move, uh, it sounds to me like he's he's pissed off enough that he wants to stay at Madrid. Well, um, if Florentino Perez doesn't fire him, Ancelotti stays. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, well. what, mm. what this Champions League uh, game with Man City showed, like, Pep Guardiola is one of the greatest managers in the game. It's true. But Zidane mm -hmm. won not a back-to-back -back with the Champions League. He won a back-to-back -back and then another back-to-back. -back. Three times in a row, Zidane won the Champions League. It just shows how yeah. difficult and how great that team was with Christian Ronald. Look how they failed yep. to do that, Real Madrid against Man City. Dismantled completely. So that yeah. shows the greatness of Zidane at Real Madrid era. Once again. They, they, once they, again. They failed, they failed quite, quite largely this season <laughs> um, when it comes to getting over the finish line, obviously compared to what a historic season they had um, last season. But uh, yeah, a complete side note here, mm -hmm. complete tangent, I got to say, um, you think the front office at PSG or you think the owners at PSG have been, I don't know, steadily knocking on the door of Zidane um, they should every be week for the past check. multiple years? I mean, they honestly sh should. Yeah. And yeah. The, best, as much, the, the favorite mm -hmm. manager uh, for Mbappé to coach PSG or Real Madrid when he's there, obviously it's Zidane. Zidane, in my opinion. Mm. I think it's more Zidane doesn't want to go to PSG. I think no, it's more like that. Either. <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I would agree with that. But yeah, I, I think. But I um, have a manager. I have I have something to mm. say with PSG, which will lead up to my home at talk too. If I okay. were PSG, ah. if their prime <laughs> focus is to win the Champions League, if I were PSG, I know with Roma, with what he's doing at Roma is great, but I'd get Jose Mourinho. Imagine if Jose Mourinho. He's won the Conference League last season. He wins Europa League this season at Roma. Imagine if PSG gets him and he wins the Champions League next season with PSG. That would be insane. Insane. Back to back to back. Morin doing that. I want to say that. And if PSG yeah. will not have Messi next season, Neymar next season, Verratti next season, Sergio Ramos next season, and Max Exodus, mm. 
What better than to rebuild with José Mourinho and Bernardo Silva to bring in next to Mbappé? That would be bold. The Leonardo Jardim was the coach at Monaco. What an upgrade it would be. José Mourinho at PSG. The master of the knockout stages. It's just perfect. But Luis I, Campos, get that yeah. done. Luis Campos wants just, this too. <laughs> you know, from what they've transmitted to all of us, it's that PSG is going to be made with more French players uh, uh, from here on out. Whether or not that actually comes true, I don't know. But geez. obviously, if, uh, if Mourinho's in charge, that likely would not. Um, come true. And listen, I, I have to push back on this Mourinho love a little bit. Why? Yes, he gets it done. He, he likely will win. He likely will win the Europa League final because this man, aside from Super Cup finals, which seem to be his kryptonite, uh, he, he tends to win finals when he's yeah. in them, right? Um, so I'm, I'm with you there. But at the same time, he has to win. He has to win this Europa League final for AS Roma sure. this year. He has to. You know why? Because he's on the outside looking in to European spots next season uh, for but, Roma. But he'll get the Champions League spot. He'll get. That's the greatness of Mourinho. You Whoa. can't win all of them. Not everyone has the depth of Man City. Which look at Arsenal. I, Arsenal were eliminated by Sporting in Europa League. Yeah. Like that's mad. Yeah, well, and Arsenal are second in the Premier League. Like it's very yeah. hard to keep that high maintenance in both leagues. But Mourinho, in his career, he's won five in five European finals, and it will be sure. the six with Sevilla. Sevilla that never, never have lost the Europa League final. I believe I Mourinho's gonna break that. He's convinced Ibala, Tammy Abraham going bold. Great team. Great team, all developed uh, by Jose Mourinho. And Roma, Roma, wasn't in a, in a, Roma hadn't been to a European final in 31 years. Which Jose Mourinho, yeah. two seasons, they've been to two now. Two European I'm finals. With you. That's greatness. I'm and with, with the team you. that he had, like, no one could do what Mourinho's doing. I'll say no one, uh, in my opinion. Mm. With the money he spent, mm. too. Who? Mm. Who could do that? Mm. Simeone? No, yeah. I never seen Simeone out of Atletico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, but but Mention moving it. him them up to blank check FC, you know, in Paris would be quite a change of pace. Because if you're telling me he's the value manager uh, of choice these days, then it's probably not the best uh, choice next for him. I, I honestly believe, uh, okay, Roma, or I'm sorry, Mourinho for Roma is the one with the muscle memory of how to win finals. Sevilla, it's ingrained. It's ingrained in them. I don't care if it's Loic Bade at back, center back. I don't care if it's Suso or whoever the heck it is running the show or Anesri uh, up top. For some reason, everyone's got it at Sevilla that even though they... Oh, man, now I'm going off on a tangent. How ridiculous is it that the two, uh, two European finalists, right? Mm -hmm. Sevilla in the Europa League, West Ham in the Europa Conference League, were both literally contenders for relegation this season in La Liga and the Premier League, respectively. And now they're also both off of that now, but both about to potentially win actual European championships. Mm -hmm. That's insane. That That's insane, insane to think about. But yes, I just think, I think Sevilla, as a, you know, we talked about ethos before, They've all got the muscle memory versus, say, just Mourinho having the muscle memory. And to be honest, Tammy Abraham has not shown up the second half of the season. So it'd be a good time. If you're going to tell me Tammy Abraham's going to show up, now is a good time. In he that will. final, deliver it for AS Roma. He we'll will. see. Because Mourinho's his coach. Yep. And he knows Mourinho's mentality okay. is absolutely mad. <laughs> we all remember what happened to Milito with Mourinho. Tammy Abraham's yeah. about to go bold in that final. Uh, Guaranteed, right. in my opinion. In my opinion. But mentioning... 
finals, and I'm going to say final end of the season, the Bundesliga title race. It's oh quite my, sad, oh this decision of Nagelsmann, the more we see it. Yes, yes Todd Boyle made a horrible decision to sack Thomas Tuchel, but the sacking of Nagelsmann is one of the worst decisions too in football this season. Out of the Terrible. DF Pokal now, out of the Champions League, and Dortmund are now favorites, in my opinion, to win the Bundesliga with the short weeks that they have to win it i really believe yeah. it can be done and it's worrying signs in my opinion for bayern munich the culture yeah. the culture if kimish thomas muller leave after Lewandowski last season leaves too worrying mm -hmm. worrying signs and alfonso davis too in the future they need they need history to be made they need to improve their culture if not these players are going to leave and that's going to be very hard very hard to maintain the 10-year Bundesliga dominance without players like Müller, Kimmich, Fonzi, all players that could be leaving yeah. Bayern in the next few years. Oliver Kahn, yeah, you're in the hotspot now. You're in the hotspot now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's abs someone needs to lose their job over this. Ronaldo someone. should have signed for Bayern Munich. If Ronaldo was a, Christian Ronaldo was a Bayern Munich, they would have won the Bundesliga by now. And they would maybe done more contention against Man City. Just wanted to yeah. say that. It's, it's factual. No, no I'm, 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 I'm with, like, listen, Tuchel has lost four games since he's come in already. Um, that's already, I think, 80% of Nagelsmann's losses uh, in maybe his whole tenure in the Bundesliga. Um, it, it's pretty, pretty stark. And I, someone needs to double check those numbers for me. But it, it makes no sense to me why they tried to fix something that wasn't necessarily broken. It was underwhelming. I'll give you that. Underwhelming. But that type of change can happen in the offseason. This guy, it, it, it's not akin. It's not akin necessarily it's not like a perfect parallel to tottenham pulling the rug out from Mourinho before a cup final right it's not exactly that but it is sort of that with nogglesman because he had a home stretch to where they what were in uh the cup they were in the champions league they still were leading in the bundesliga or right behind dortmund at that moment in time and they had everything to play for and then you just rip the rug out from under him and say, yeah, you're just not good enough. I don't care if it was a uh, ideological thing or something. This man is still learning. Nagelsmann is still young. You know, I think he's 15 years younger than Tuchel, right? <sighs> so when it comes down to it, like this guy's just getting started on his man managerial like escapade. And you're, you're doing that to not just him. You're doing that to the club. You're doing that to the club, and I think they only they only did it as early as they did because Tuchel became available. Uh, and they said, this is who we want six months from now. We need to get him now. Uh, and my goodness, that is an expensive mistake. I don't know how expensive. Do you know how expensive? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's quite expensive. <laughs> Nagelsmann is costing Bayern Munich per month 750,000 euros. Insane amount of money. That's the mm. signing until the summer. Mm. That's literally a signing. That's the poor decision making of Bayern Munich. Quite right yeah. there, right there. And then you see Dortmund. It's weird to say that Haaland leaves. Bellingham's going to leave for sure. They're going to sign different yep. players. But Haaland left, and they have now a striker. Haller, uh, Mukoko. Uh, they've got Karima De Amy. They've got so many mm -hmm. options for that. So it's yeah. it Reina. shows the difference. I don't know, Reina. <laughs> Let's see. Come Let's on. See. No, but it, it, listen, um, Leipzig beating Bayern obviously has opened up the door for Dortmund. Um, and Dortmund 
had the chance at the beginning of the season, uh, not beginning of the season, uh, but near the half of the season, um, to kind of not, you know, maybe put a little light between them and Bayern, and they failed mm-hmm. the first time. So if, if this is a second chance. Uh, Dortmund wins out, mm-hmm. um, and sadly, we are filming this, right, mm-hmm. uh, before we know the... Uh, the, the score true. of the Augsburg-Dortmund game. Dortmund but listen, Dortmund <laughs> have a chance. They have a chance to win the first Bundesliga title since Jurgen Klopp was in the seat, right? And they have guys that are peaking at the right time. Daniel Malen has been phenomenal, phenomenal in the last couple months for them. Um, Karim Adeyemi just was named Young Player of the Season for them. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of the pieces to continue on without Jude Bellingham in the future, and we all know Dortmund makes very generally very good signings right um and i I am out of probably all of the clubs out there if dortmund somehow do this and they win the bundesliga title Mm. i am so excited to think of what their offseason could look like with that bellingham money with that (laughs) bellingham money i think they can do it and i've I've seen some people say bring in chukwameka for cheap bring him in on loan right Mm -hmm. because you've got this phenomenal track record at turning these english prospects into great, great players, mm-hmm. right? Chukwameka has every bit the physical talent, and he's got some of the IQ. He could do some damage in the Bundesliga, I think, especially since he's been forgotten by Boldy. Um So I love it, and I also love, you know, what I love the most? Well, Dominic Sobislai after the game saying he did this, essentially. They won, and they're only five points behind the leader, by the way. Mm. Like, they're technically in it, and they just secured, RB Leipzig just secured Champions League football after being underwhelming literally all season. Great Dominic Sobislai, underrated player for them this season. He said, I also did this for one of my best friends who plays on Dortmund, and that would be RB Salzburg teammate Karim Adeyemi. Mm-hmm. So... It's, you gotta love it, and man. You're mentioning Shobozlay transfers. We can yeah. talk here a bit, a, a bit like five minute segment here, just with transfers, people. Sure. Transfers this summer. There's a lot of midfielders, a lot of players, but put down below the transfers that you think will happen. And Dominic Shobozlay to Newcastle. I believe this would be an amazing deal with Champions League football. Another right move at the right time. And for Champions League football, one of the best free kick takers in the world would make total sense with Shaw Bozlai. So I wanted to start yeah. with that one. Shaw Bozlai. But I want to well, make, let me have a question with you two. Let me make a question. Sure. Who would you rather mm-hmm. get if you were a Premier League top four team? No, sorry. Who would you rather get for Man United? Emiliano Martinez or Onana? Ooh, or Onana? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Onana, mm, I'd say Emiliano Martinez. Ah, I'd be- definitely say Emiliano Whoa. Martinez. I-, I think more so, you know, that's just looking at track record. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just looking at track record. I- he's had more years of being able to do it relatively consistently. Um, obviously doing it on the international level and the club level, though that means nothing at mm-hmm. the club level. Um, Onana has just been good. Very good this season for Inter and mm. is in a Champions League final after spending, what, a year out of football? Well, right? for me, Onana's um, the with, Champions League acts. keeper. Uh, the best. Uh, if I have a Champions League best 11, Onana's my keeper yeah. with those clean sheets. Really? And the importance okay. he had in the, in the Champions League too, insane. Yeah. Courtois would be my one, of course, if Real Madrid were sure. to win it. But it's yeah. mad that these two might move this summer. Another player, McAllister, yeah. I want to say. McAllister's confirmed yes. to go to Liverpool. A necessary transfer. And if Klopp get Ugar too, 
<laughs> I'll say Liverpool are the biggest competitor for Man against Man City next season. Not an Arsenal. Liverpool, in my opinion. It's mad. It's mad. <laughs> and I, I do need to say this. I mean, I know they need more depth, but I, I honestly believe that with some of the players, right? Elliot at his best this season. Um, Curtis Jones. Uh, Jones at his, at his best sometimes. Bajetic, and I might be screwing up that name. Uh, those three players, if platooned properly... Um, and not necessarily given starring roles next season, they could get away with just putting McAllister there, but I don't think they're going to do that. We all saw how they revamped their forward, uh, you know, core uh, this past season. So, yeah, w seeing whether or not that forward group, right, that striker group or that, yeah, that attack gels more um, and McAllister comes in uh, properly, they just need to get younger in the midfield um, in terms of starring roles because, yeah, Thiago going down, that hurt. Um, relying so much on Fabinho, that hurt. Um, so it's, I, I'm, I'm really interested. But I, you know, some of the best signings that have already happened this season are by a former Liverpool guy, Xabi Alonso, right? <laughs> Leverkusen have already brought in leadership in the midfield because they're losing Bellarabi. They they're, brought in, uh, oh my gosh, they brought in Granit Xhaka, right? Is from it, Arsenal. And they're like, it's not confirmed. I'm sorry, but 15 million. I mean, Fabrizio has already kind of given it a green light without giving it the here we go. But that's a phenomenal signing if it happens in that's that true. midfield core. If you think about all the youth around it, and then he already got one of the most informed left backs for pretty much the entire season, right? You'd agree with this, Grimaldo, yes. yeah. right? In the Portuguese um, league, definitely the best at left back yeah. in the Portuguese league, Grimaldo, which was quite bold <laughs> to to leave. Mid uh, title, uh, title, uh, cop, uh, I, a title race in the Primera Liga, and he leaves like he did. <laughs> the moment, yeah. like, but what happened is for people to have context, this is inside Portugal transfer news. <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was a cover of a Portuguese newspaper record that had thirty million cost to extend Grimaldo, and I believe that was his revenge to announce mm. announce midweek after. That, that sad front cover that uh, he's going to Bayer Leverkusen. That was his response. Because no, a club like Benfica will always need to see this cover beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> and they must mm. have accepted. No, they were fine with that. So that was yeah. his answer. And look, yeah. I'm not going to hate on him. Seven years at Benfica. He was unbelievable. But now let's see at Bayer Leverkusen. If he did? was more physically yeah. strong... He would have gone to European joy. There's a reason why, too, he stayed seven years. Technically, he's amazing. But he's a left-back. Mm -hmm. He's not like Nun Minch. Nun Minch has higher potential, and he's a better left-back. That's why he left earlier, Primera Liga. But I wanted to yeah, ask well. you this, too, with Transfer Talk. Who would you yeah. rather get if you were Arsenal? Caicedo or Declan Rice? Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I kind of had a feeling <laughs> you were actually going to ask this specifically because, obviously, those two... Uh, so... Wouldn't Would it be you nice rather to, get? You know, Caicedo offers so, so much. He really does. But Declan Rice, uh, for a, a good and bad, Declan Rice has been so insanely consistent. Um, and I, I would, I would go with Declan Rice, even though my heart loves Caicedo <laughs> as a player so much more. I just think Declan Rice is the better fit for Arsenal at this period of time, and with Shaka going. Mm. and probably other changes to happen in Arsenal's midfield, it definitely is going to come down to Caicedo or Rice for Arsenal. Well, yeah. Caicedo's 21. I, well, Caicedo's 21 yeah. and box-to-box -box rule. They might need to get both because, I'll be honest, have, he, 
Like mm-hmm. Arsenal, if they're going to win the league, I'm not too confident with this Parte Jorginho staying there. Shaka's going to leave. But if they're going to definitely compete against Liverpool and Man City, Man City biggest competitor, they have to get Cachero yeah. on that Glen Royce. More depth. Yeah. Break the bank. They That's do. what needs to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, we all saw Arteta, Arteta now sees Parte as a right back. So, hey, you just do that, right? Uh, he started it right back, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against Forrest. I, I understand what he was trying to do, um, overload, right, and all that good stuff. It did not work. Uh, so I'd imagine that experiment is absolutely over. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, Caicedo is just one of my favorite profiles. Play Like, he can do so much more. I think 21, great, but at 24, 25, we're going to be talking about him as, you know, <laughs> I don't know, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League, uh, all ages, and my, all ages, and not my just my last you. mention with so. transfers is Chelsea. Chelsea seems, a lot of news is saying that Chelsea is interested in Dusan Vlahovic, and we know mm-hmm. Nkunku is going to sign for Chelsea. If they get Vlahovic too, I do think that would be a lethal partnership. It would definitely be very interesting with Pochettino. It must be Pochettino asking to get a player like Vlahovic, and a great choice it is. Behind Haaland... Yeah. He's one of the best strikers in his generation. Vlahovic, in my opinion. And we were all so gung-ho about Broha and about all these players that deserved a shot. They're all cast aside. They're nothing. This is this is simply just bring in the mercenaries, get them in, and whatever. Striker. I still I, I need I, I need to see a policy. I need to see an actual transfer policy. I really do. <laughs> Um, because I just don't trust it. I don't trust Bowley right now. I don't trust him that he's even learned his lesson, um, mm. as it stands. Um, so yeah, if you bring in Vlahovic, that's great. But I, you got, you gotta, you gotta go through all this, not quite dead wood, but you gotta find a way to sort through all this and at least make a little they money. They will. Um, when all is said and done, Love I just cheek. feel bad. Love you have one of the life. best youth academies in all the Premier League, likely even the world. <laughs> And, you know, I get Lewis Hall is getting some spot starts right now because of who's in charge. But he's not he's not a part of their future. He's not. He should be he's loaned not, out. None of these young guys are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so that I, I don't know. That will happen. I don't know. But I, I did want to mention staying in the Premier League space that it it it's interesting to me. You know, uh, Tottenham has already had talks with Arnie Slot, right? And <laughs> I, and also Dennis DeClosa, who actually came from Major League Soccer. Ooh. But Dennis DeClosa... Um, is the technical director at um, at Feyenoord and a big reason, you know, behind their phenomenal Eredivisie winning um, title. Neither of them, as it seems, unless it's a bargaining chip, neither of them want anything to do with Spurs right now. Um, and there was okay. Correct me if I'm wrong here. This this and and tell me if I need to go to like rehab or something. Mm. But there was uh, a camera put on Levy after that game. Okay, mm-hmm. over the weekend, and I, I actually felt. A twinge of sadness for Levy. Just a twinge. <laughs> no, you know, a little bit because, my goodness, he looked so dejected and so sad uh, about what was happening. And it just kind of comes down to the fact that you can maybe see a little hint behind his eyes that he actually cared for the club's successes and maybe less about his bank account. That's, I don't know. Well, maybe. I um, could, what Daniel Levy, I wanted to say that. Now you're making me think about that. Daniel Levy. Yeah. Erling Haaland should thank Daniel Levy for his legacy at Man City because Daniel yeah. Levy resu- refused 150 million from Man City the, 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 the past season right, so, uh, from oh, yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. He refused 150 million. Uh, oh so gosh. the fact that he stayed at Tottenham, 
these are the consequences now. And Tottenham, yeah. if they're going to have success, it's with a manager, a new manager, a new rebuild, a fresh new start. Because the pieces mm -hmm. that they have, it just will not work. Bring in a yeah. Ruben Emery. Bring in an Arne Slot. Try everything, anything to convince an Nagelsmann. It's very going to be impossible. But that's what Tottenham need. They need to go bold in terms of their managers for 100%. Uh, they have to. Once, once upon a time, Graham Potter was a leading candidate for Tottenham. And he could, he could go there. He could it, go there. I wouldn't, that, like, it, I have, I've it, seen worse, to be honest. It's, but a, it's a weird... Right, because I feel like Graham Potter actually would work in, in, a, in mm. a tight, um, pursed, Levy type of setting. Right uh, to where he had to make the most. You have infinitely more resources than Brighton does. Right, Brighton did, but but Chelsea was too much overload. Uh, wasn't able to even be any sort of an influence, I guess, um, on that, and was overwhelmed by the the blank check atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You give him kind of a, a a happy medium between the two. I actually think Potter would would thrive um at spurs at least creating a culture that maybe they could all be pretty excited about but it's going to be very very different than say bringing in the the not quite glitz and glamour but the antonio contes of the world and saying have at it mm -hmm. uh take us to the top it's it would be a a slog i don't know if they have the patience for that and i don't think levy has the patience for that either it's, so well, it'd be interesting myself out it'd of be it. interesting but it the transfers yeah. to put down below what transfers you think you will see in the Prem, any league, tell us down below. We want to see your thoughts. But if you're listening until now, don't forget to like this video too, episode 106. Yeah. But big topic yes. now. AF, Premier League, team of the season, young player of the season, manager of the season, and the best player. I think our decisions can be done right now. But tell us yours yeah. down below in the comment section. We want to see your thoughts on this one. But wooey. Do you want to start with who should be the manager of the season, Brennan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I have to be pretty straightforward here because I have a feeling you're going to have a different answer. Mm. But I don't know how you go past Pep Guardiola. <laughs> I really don't know how you go past Pep Guardiola. I mean, I'm more angry that guys like Thomas Frank didn't get a nomination, although I don't know exactly who you would take off this list. Uh, but it is impressive to me that a guy like Deserbi and Unai Emery both came in and had amazing second half of the season uh, influences on their team. It's amazing that they're they're here with really a small body of work, albeit a very successful body of work. But for me, looking at these guys, I mean, Arteta did phenomenal, but Pep Guardiola, uh, you just felt it literally the whole season, right? And he used a smaller squad. Um, to get this done, uh, actually was able to rotate and, and see success elsewhere. For me, I can't go past Pep Guardiola, even though Eddie Howe and Mikel Arteta are like really insanely close seconds for me. Uh, I, I understand you saying Pep Guardiola because Pep Guardiola, mm. no doubt, is the best manager in the Premier League. But the manager that should win the award of best <laughs> of the year is the one that overachieved the most, in my opinion. It's Eddie Howe sure. with Newcastle. Mm. Getting top four with this Newcastle team is extremely bold. I know Arteta got four four nominee, uh, four times he, got, he won the best manager of the award. But Eddie yeah. Howe, what he did with this team, like Newcastle is the best defense of the Premier League. He didn't spend more than like 70 million to get that I best agree. defense. With Trippier, Nick Pope, Dan Byrne, Fabian Schad, very underrated. Very underrated. Very underrated. So I would I'm say Eddie Howe was the key piece for that to happen. And I would 
I would put Eddie out. I would put Eddie but out. I, <laughs> but, but I do need to throw out there just one thing, because if the sequence of results was different for Arteta, meaning say they started third or fourth for the majority of the season and then made a late push to finish second, mm. um, would, would we be looking at Arteta and Arsenal in different fashion instead of the, well, hey, you led for 248 or whatever it is, days, and you bottled it near the end of the season? Um, I mean, would we we'd be approaching it with a very different lens? And that's, that's why I feel like Arteta is still insanely close to that first um and potential win uh then then i think people are giving him credit for uh, because it is impressive what they did they didn't necessarily go out and you know break That's down you know break transfer records and and whatever uh they basically took what pep guardiola was giving them mm-hmm. um <laughs> which is zinchenko and uh and gabby jesus which uh yeah pretty crazy but uh, another shout out we mentioned him before we do have to shout out marco silva um and uh, and and this Fulham squad and getting the best. I mean, he's got probably one of the best DMs, even though he's not listed here. Jao Paulinha is the biggest steal very easily in the transfer market, aside from Erling Holland, uh, this particular season. Because come on, he's like leading in tackles and interceptions, not even by a little bit. This guy is is like double the person in second place <laughs> in the Premier League. Like, Jao Polina has been a, a one-man midfield destroyer for Fulham, and it's great to see them actually stay up uh, for a change when they get up there in the Premier League. And then Unai Emery, Aston Villa, I have to say, if there's a team right now that has been pushing and pushing and pushing late in the season that I'm most excited about to see what their next season looks like, it's Unai Emery and Aston Villa because everything they're doing right now screams screams a run for potential Champions League football in the future. Well, Unai Emery, what he did. You know, what they, what position were they? 16th? 16th? Something like that, Aston yeah. Villa was like yeah. 16th in a relegation battle. Unai Emery comes in. Oli Watkins goes bold. Jacob Ramsey, he's got four goals and three assists in his last 11 games. One of the best youngsters in the Premier League. Yeah. It's mad that he's not nominated for the, one of the best youngsters in the Premier League. And you see 24-year-olds, McAllister and Martin Odegaard, or above 24, both. Mad. Stupid. But I wanted to say that. I wanted to say that. But yeah. if, tell I, us down I, below I, your manager of the month of the Premier League. But going with season. this... Season. The season, sorry. Yes. But going <laughs> with the youngster. Because I'm going to go yes. off on a tangent now. Like, no, I I'm, think I'm it's you. ridiculous to see that Erling yeah. Haaland is nominated for the best youngster and the best player. Because if someone's <laughs> going to win both, it's Erling Haaland. No player is better in the best youngster and no player is better than in the best of the season. Erling Haaland Correct. deserves both if he's nominated for both. Will it happen? Yeah. I think it won't happen. And that shows that that's no. a problem. He shouldn't be nominated no. in both categories. That's a problem no. that Premier League have to fix. Shouldn't happen. And, uh, s- same goes for Bakayo Saka, who wouldn't win. You know, uh, I, it just I, I'm I'm with you, right? I'm with you. Yeah, right. Prem Player of the Season. Saka's in both, is he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And, you're right. And uh, like hell, and Odegaard too. Odegaard shouldn't right? be nominated for the best youngster. That's no. It, it, it makes no sense. Uh, uh, 24 years old. No. Okay, I get it. If it's like 23 at the beginning of the season, that's stupid. No. And, and you get see, out of here. You with see that. McAllister and Odegaard nominated for the best youngster, and you don't see there Michael Olise that has 10 assists in the Premier League, and you don't see Jacob right. Ramsey that was crucial for Aston Villa, and that are truly youngsters. Truly yep. youngsters. It's mad. Evan Ferguson. Evan, Evan Ferguson. <laughs> I mean, the best you know, Irish but talent. They, they, 
he is. He had, what? He had another two goals over the weekend. I mean, Evan Ferguson. I think he's got ten goals and four assists and fourteen starts for for Brighton. Eighteen. Um, and and he's eighteen years old. Uh, so it's it it makes no sense. So they they really need they need it. They need uh the young player of the season needs to be revamped. Nor do they maybe even care to do that because there's no doubt McAllister's a phenomenal player. Odegaard's a phenomenal player. McAllister's not player of the season nomination oriented. I get maybe they wanted to give him a shout out. Same with Caicedo. Um, or is he even is. young player? Caicedo yeah, should be young player. Caicedo should yeah. be there. Oh, you think he's? You think he? Oh, he definitely should be there. But I, I just think there needs to be one that's like breakout player of the season, right? The guy, the uh, young breakout player of the season, or even uh, first what newcomer, newcomer of the season, or wonder right? kid, right? Because because <laughs> wonder kid of the season. But like, where's Matoma in all this? He's too old for some of this. Uh, and Mat- Matoma is very clearly one of the contenders if there was a breakout player of the season matoma would be up there i mean half of brayton would be up there you know um so i i just it's tough but maybe they just don't care enough but but under 21 talents in the premier league we had a great season with players like uh gavin bazunu under 21 in the premier league rico lewis levi colville come came up bella kochup basetich garnacho caicero going both for brighton Evan Ferguson, Lavia, Lavia Martinelli, Saka, they're under 21, so that's mad, both. That so is there's mad. a ton of talent. And special, special, you mentioned. Brighton already extended Evan Ferguson, and that was the right move. Ten goals already in all competitions this season for Evan Ferguson. And next season, I believe he can have ten only in the Premier League. I believe that yeah. can happen with the ZB Ball, Mitoma, their Caicedo. Maybe staying, that would be bold. But Brighton are here Ooh. to stay. Europa League team. Evan, make history, man. Make history. You're going to do it. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Brighton is, you, you, you got to repeat that again, right? Brighton is in European football, people. It's true. Brighton is in European football. And it reminds me a little bit of, remember those days of Wolves? Uh, just recently, uh, five, four or five seasons ago, mm-hmm. when Wolves were sixth, seventh, they were, I believe they got to the Europa League quarterfinals at one point, Oof. right? Yeah. I, I'm pretty pretty certain they did when Raul Jimenez had that 27-goal season, 10 assists, unbelievable. So I think, you know, there's similarities to when Southampton was this massive breeding ground for phenomenal talents and great talent identification and then there's also similarities with that wolves run to europe that i that we all really really enjoyed and now you know wolves are premier league side again so Mm -hmm. let's let's celebrate in that and we're saying goodbye to raul jimenez he's leaving and it was tough to see him in uh in tears but brighton what they've done i i say it i feel like i say it every week long may it continue because i think it's energizing everybody they're not spending like exorbitant amounts there's no asterisk when it comes to Brighton, it is just simply good, good talent identification and the understanding that you have to sell to become bigger over time. It's true. It's it's great to see. So the youngster of the season for you and me, it's Holland, <laughs> the best youngster. But if Holland wins the best player of the season, do you think he'll go to yeah. Saka maybe? Uh, yeah, I think it probably will go to Saka. And it probably should go to Saka. Yeah. If, if, if. Yeah. But again, they sh- if 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 they nominate both, I think they should give it to Holland. In my opinion, yeah. to both both. It's just, but because the Bruyne yeah. man, the Bruyne, like Kane, like these players are amazing, amazing. But put down below 
your picks of player of the season, young player of the season, and manager of the season. We want to think, we want to say what you, we want to see what you are thinking, people. But 11, yep. best 11. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to be exciting. A lot of snubs will happen regardless of all these picks. So people, put down below your 11 of the season and what you are thinking. But goalkeeper, who's the best goalkeeper yeah. in the Premier League this season? De Gea with 17 clean sheets? Ram's still going bold for Arsenal or Nick Pope. It's absolutely crucial for this Newcastle team. Whoa, you are missing one. You are missing one. Who? My goalkeeper, Bert Leno. <laughs> oh, Bert what? Leno. What? Yes. No. Yes. Leno's not ahead goals of Nick prevented, Pope. Goals prevented for me. Goals prevented for me uh, play a massive role, okay? Goals prevented for me. Come on. He had Timmy Ream in front of him. As much as I like Tim Ream, uh, the guy, they're not flawless. He's, you know, he's had to keep them in games left what? and right. And, you know, if it wasn't Burnt Leno, I would actually throw a nice little shout out for Allison, too, in there. From goals prevented for me, it, it does play a large role. It's flawed, but it plays a, a large role, in my opinion. Ram still made too many mistakes. No. Nick Pope. Uh, my, my nomination is Nick Pope. Okay. Because of but how like top four from uh from he, he had a, from Newcastle. He had a much better defense in front of him, in my opinion. I'd, but yeah. But then who? Then who? Then Burnt Leno. Yes, that is true. That is true. But <laughs> I still think the accomplishment that he did, if it wasn't for him, no top four. So I yeah. I, I prefer Nick Pope. But I, hey, straight away from the first one. <laughs> from the first it's not, one. Not that, like David Hey, come on. Like I get 17 clean sheets. That's great. But having that weird ups, up and down topsy-turvy season, um, I, I just couldn't couldn't do it. And I think I think Allison is probably not given enough credit this season for, um, well, True. if it weren't for Allison, I'm pretty certain Liverpool would be nowhere close to European football True. this season. So Allison deserves a little credit for what, what he's done. Um, but true. yeah, Ramsdale obviously had ridiculous moments. Um, and was very, very solid for them and has completely justified his price tag. Um, that's not even a question anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had to almost apologize for that, you know, opinion from the get-go. And yeah, of course, Nick Pope is the goalkeeper behind the best defense in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, none of us even say the name Ederson. Not once. <laughs> Ederson, yeah, that's, that's well, I, I understand that. And that Ederson has been vital for Man City, but... Uh, it's, I don't mention Ederson because of the names I'm going to mention now. <laughs> That's the way Fair I enough. see it. So the best defense in the Premier League, in mm. my opinion, has Nick Pope in goal, Zinchenko at yep. left back. The mentality changed at Arsenal because of this man. Then I have Lisandro Martinez with Ruben Dias at center back and my right back Trippier. Then the best defense of the Premier League. The, Trippier, captain oh, of Newcastle, crucial. Crucial. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We yeah. have differences, can don't I, we? Can I? Uh, yeah, we do. We do have a few differences. Um, I, I, mine. I don't know, man. This is tough. So I, I just have to say, like, I almost went five three two in this. Okay. In the end, I went four four two. So uh, my goalkeeper is Burnt Leno Fulham. Uh, my left back is Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake for uh, Manchester City. Center backs are Ruben Diaz and Lewis Dunk from Brighton. Uh, and my right back is definitely Kieran Where's Trippier. Martinez, I mean, he's a player of the season. Because uh, Lewis Dunk did it all season, man. He played every game. Played every game. 
played every minute of every game, if I'm not mistaken. He made some mistakes, but Lewis Dunk, Brighton would be nowhere close, your, uh, nowhere close to European football, and he gets paid not even a fraction of what Lissandra You're Martinez gets so paid. so bold so, with Leno and Lewis Dunk, Breton, in that best defense. I have to, <laughs> because otherwise this would be dominated by the people that spend all the time. Lewis Dunk deserves more. Yeah, well, Nick, Nick Pope, okay. No, I, I agree with you. You have a very valid point with Nick Pope. I completely understand it, and I even agree to it in some respects. But Lewis Dunk, listen, I, I, I'm i going to – this is not going to be your top four Premier League. Actually, mm -hmm. it kind of is. Lewis Dunk is like my only real big, bold pick here, okay? Oh, Trippier, Let me have it. Trippier is understandable <laughs> to be the right back, I think. Yes. But he, I understand that he's out of the – well, he is top four now. But I understand where you're coming from saying that you wanted to yeah. play, uh, put a player – that was massively important, and Lewis Dunk is that for Brighton. I, but yeah. and, and listen, I do feel like I have to say, like Zinchenko, I agree with that. I mean, you could even throw a shout-out maybe at some point for Luke Shaw, but the left-backs in this league this season were really mm. not that good. And Nathan Ake, uh, hell, if I could put a Kanje at left-back, because I know, I know at Dortmund he had played left-back at one point, I would, because frankly, those two transformed the depth of Manchester City and allowed them to win this Premier League title, That's right? Um, so Nathan Ake gets there because he turned into a behemoth of a man marker uh, for Manchester City this season, and even though he's not, you know, primarily a left back. And next season, I do believe that the best left back in the Premier League is going to be Andy Robertson. He's going to be motivated. He's Fair going enough. to be stronger than ever. And I think that will be the yeah. case. And Trent might be. Not in right back, midfield. But let's see. Let's see Klopp, what he manages to do. But my three in midfield in the best team of the Premier League mm -hmm. this season is tough to snub Kazmiro. But I have to if I put Rodri, I put Odegaard there, and I put one of the greatest midfielders in the Premier League I've ever seen. That is Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne currently is the top assister in the Premier League. He's the top assister in the FA Cup, and he's the top in assist in the Champions League too. One of the best playmakers ever in the history of the game. And I have to start this man. I have to say those three. Aye, it's just so hard. Fair man. enough. Brun Guimarães, it too. Is. So hard for me uh, not to put in this team. Aye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, there are others, man. I mean, we should actually do one without, like, the top four or whatever. Well, actually, no, Newcastle's top four. Because exactly, there's so man. many <laughs> shout-outs that need to happen. McAllister, Caicedo, Joe Linton has had a, just an insane season for Newcastle. Um, there's just so many good names that, that are not quite snubs. They probably should not be here. But it just, it's been a fun season for those guys. Look, uh, but this is where four, I, I went 4-4-2. Four, four, uh, so my midfield is Rodri, Bruno Fernandes, <gasps> Martin Odegaard, what? and Kevin De Bruyne. You have Bruno! And I don't think... What? No. Bruno Guimaraes has been better than Bruno Fernandes this season. Dude, Manchester United, he's he's across the board the most one of the most mo one of the most important players for Manchester United. And I Casemiro, Casemiro would be on here, but two red cards? Two I, red cards Casemiro's, really hurt that. He hasn't even been, been there important. the whole season. Casemiro well, for he me. is he he is more important. He also hurt them. He also hurt them more than Bruno Fernandes did. Bruno Fernandes has been at, at the epicenter of everything Manchester United does that's good, and sometimes of what's bad. But he's there. He's there. He's the bold, one that's man. creating. He's the one that's. He's the one. I just hey. He's the one, only one that can uh, uh, with De Bruyne that can create the same amounts of uh, chances created. Right. Mm. He's been absolutely at the epicenter of Manchester United. I mean, Rashford would not be having a season that he's having without Bruno Fernandes. Fox. Okay. So Fox. Guimaraes, 
Gimarish, I think, fell off near the end of the season. What? Um, and no. I think he's phenomenal, but I don't think he's as as important to Newcastle as Bruno Fernandez is to Manchester nah, United right now. Man. I that's cap, Bruno Guimaraes is vital for Newcastle and in the end stretch too, in my opinion, Brenton. But I understand, yeah, Bruno Fernandes is vital too. But mate, this is this. Put down yeah. below, people. This is an interesting debate between two Brunos in the Premier League. Look, I love Bruno <laughs> Fernandes. I think overall mm -hmm. passing, shooting, involvement in everything, in all phases of the game, he's great. But Bruno Guimaraes, I, I there's a reason why Real. Barca, everybody wants Bruno Guimaraes, but he won't leave Newcastle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he uh, won't well, leave yeah. Newcastle. But you have a 4-4-2, no, no. and that makes yes. makes it easier to yeah. make a decision like that than my 4-3-3. Absolutely. So I yes. definitely wouldn't change between Rodri, Odegaard, and Kevin De Bruyne, in my opinion. But okay. again, snubbing Bruno Guimaraes, <laughs> Bruno Fernandes, <Yes. laughs> and Casemiro, yeah. it was hard. It was hard for me. But yeah. I, you're going so bold, Well, you, you probably know who my two is. My up top. Oh, My yeah. up top has got to be 28 goal man Harry Kane. Uh, and good luck with your next choice, Harry. Um, where you're going to go next. And then record breaker Erling Holland. Obviously, I'm snubbing Salah. I'm snubbing Rashford. I'm snubbing, Saka. you know, Saka. I 100% understand it. Um, but listen, when you have the seasons that Harry Kane and Erling Holland have had, uh, I don't think there's really really any conversation whatsoever uh, that these two should not be in every team. I, every yeah, team. But I, it's, it's for me, you're talking about snubbing and I'm thinking, oh, this is, that's ten, Premier League team of the season is hard because you'll have to it snub is. maybe in a 4-3-3 formation, a Casemiro, a Harry Kane, mm -hmm. a Brun Guimarães, a Brun Fernandes, a center back, definitely, yeah. a goalkeeper, definitely. It's a hard choice. But my front three of Premier League team of the season I have Rashford, Haaland, and Saka. I'm snubbing on Kane against Haaland, wow. and I'm snug snubbing on Salah that didn't manage to secure the top four for Liverpool. Salah is one of the top earners in the Premier League, and Liverpool don't secure Champions League football. That is vital in that. my opinion, and I do understand he has more goals in the Premier League than Saka and Rashford, but Saka and Rashford were consistent throughout a lot of games. And a lot of the games that Saka scored were three goals, hat-tricks here, hat-tricks there. That yeah. is different. In given moments, Rashford was needed. If Rashford didn't score, it would have been a draw. It would have been a loss. But, so I wanted dude, to give that credit. Harry, so no Harry Kane is what you're saying? I, because of Haaland, because of Haaland. I really, but, it's uh, hard for me, yes. It's hard for me to no, say I, that. It, he just, he had no support this season. I mean, in, in any given year, you know, if he's scoring, whatever, 24 goals and Son is, you know, scoring his normal 15 to 16 goals. Like this year, it was literally just Harry Kane. It's it, true. It's true. Honestly, was just Harry Kane. And for him to do it in that Spurs setting, for him to have Spurs, and I know he didn't do it alone, but for Harry Kane to have Spurs in the running for top three. Yeah. Only several months ago. And yeah, they bottled it later on. But Harry Kane is doing everything he most possibly can. And simultaneously, it's probably wondering what to do with Harry Kane is what is going to keep uh, Spurs held back for That's years true. to come. Because they're not, they have, they've proven that they don't know how to build around Harry Kane. Um, so that's why I just, when I thought about it, I was like, I got to go for, I, I got to find a way to put Holland and Kane. Cause I'm a coward. I get you. I couldn't put it. I couldn't uh, snub him. No, I, I don't get you yeah. with being a coward. You're not a coward. You have to make <laughs> tough choices and this is one of them.
But I made yeah. that tough choice. That well, yes, it's I, I I'm gonna say Erling Holland. Yeah, if you were to say me, like I knew Holland was gonna be special. I I thought Holland was gonna score more than 25 goals. But breaking Ooh. the actual record, breaking yeah. the actual record, like Erling oh. Holland in his debut season at Man City with Pep Guardiola, is broke. The, the top goal scorer record in the Premier League won the Premier League. Maybe will win the FA Cup and maybe will win the Champions League, being the top goal scorer ever too. Winning the mm -hmm. Ballon d'Or, the first player to do that since Christian Ronaldo. Christian Ronaldo. So that yeah. is uncomparable, and that's why I, I'm going to say it again. He's the young player of the season and the player of the season, Erling Haaland. The first superstar and since the departure of Christian Ronald in the Premier League. That's the guy. He is that guy. He is that guy. And the, and the Ballon d'Or favorite, in my opinion. If, if, he, if he gets that Champions League, yes. <laughs> even, if, even if he doesn't get that Champions League, he's, he's my Ballon d'Or favorite. He'd love to see it. <laughs> You break records, man. You deserve the, the plaudits that come with it. And I, 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 you know, as much as I love Leo Messi getting that World Cup title, mm -hmm. I don't, I, he's bossing this. He's, Manchester City is essentially, it's Bayern in the Bundesliga, mm -hmm. right? That's it, it, it does. It feels like it. It's really, really hard to look at now, but it is. It's five in the last six. That's absolutely unheard of. Mm -hmm. um, and here we all thought there was going to be some sort of a transition period. And we're all smacked across the face wrong, wrong, because somehow Pep Guardiola was able to literally build an attack around Erling Holland and get him to concede enough points uh, to to mesh himself into this. And this guy is just breaking records left and right. He wasn't even in that second leg for the most part against Real Madrid. He wasn't. <laughs> he really wasn't like he's just waiting. He's waiting to pounce in this final. And it's going to be whether or not they can find him, get him fed. But he had multiple chances in that Real Madrid, that second leg. He should have put two or three of them away within the first 10 or 15 minutes. And true. he didn't do it. That and and true. that's the insane part is Erling Haaland can get better. Okay. And that's scary. And he will. That and is he scary. will get better. He First will. season at Man City, it's going to be very hard to win a Premier League with Pep Guardiola and Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri and world-class, world-class and world-class world 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 that because Man City are making oh. history and football heritage is being done. Realize that, yeah. realize that everyone. Where While Pep Guardiola is a Man City, any team that competes against them has to make a bold season like Liverpool. That's the only way you'll beat the mentality of these players. Unreal group. Yeah. It's history in the making. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, like, I just remember, like, I, I think I've never seen Real Madrid be battered the way they did. I've never seen it. Like, 4-0, uh, no touches in the first 10 minutes. I repeat, yeah. it's history. And Rodri, is. Rodri's played more than 50 games this season for Man City. Where's Calvin Phillips? Definitely one of the biggest uh. flops this season in terms of transfers. Alvarez was amazing. Ortega was amazing. But you can get some wrong, and Calvin Phillips is one of those wrong. One of those wrong decisions. Yeah. Hey, Jesus. And Kinsil is uh, not going to play anymore. It's sad. A player no, that was last season no. and in many teams of the seasons, Jean Kinsil will not return to Man City anymore. Dressing room conflict but, with Pep Guardiola. He's the boss. He's the boss. That happens. And that, that that's that's another one. I mean, to just look at, right? Would Mikel... Well, Mikel Arteta did do it with Aubameyang. You had to. I guess you have he did. To. He did. He had to. But, but yeah, that takes... I mean, you can get that wrong, too. You can get that wrong, but Pep Guardiola realized something was off. And, and to make that decision with João Cancelo, 
that that takes more cojones than I think I could ever muster. That was, that was um, really hard. Because that was a big player. Cancelo, when he was at his best, was very easily possibly the best fullback in football, in True. world football at that time, True. right? When he was in form. And I remember it wasn't, it wasn't for a massively long period of time, but my mm-hmm. goodness, it was long enough that there were a lot of people out there going, wow, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. And then not even three months later, Cancelo's in the doghouse and on his way out. Um, and he had to do it. Now Cancelo's looking at it. He might bottle a Bundesliga title, whereas Manchester City's, you know, it, that made way for who? Rico Lewis. Rico Lewis, exactly. That Rico if, Lewis. And they're 21s. <laughs> like, we have an unreal list, as we said. Rico Lewis, Gavin Bazunu, yep. Evan Ferguson. I repeat, Absolutely. Evan Ferguson has the opportunity to be one of the best Irish talents ever. Ever, Robbie yep. Keane vibes. Your records are in jeopardy because you have Ever Ferguson coming up, Robbie Keane. Ten goals in all competitions. Okay. That's going to happen. I believe that. Right extension to, to yeah. stay at Brighton. A team that is developing all the positions. And if Brighton keeps long-term, players like Mitoma, Evan Ferguson. <laughs> I don't know what to it's say. Great. It's just unreal. I don't Steel. know, man. Jason Steele, what a great keeper, yeah. man. What a great keeper. Like, unreal options. Like, even with that. Given a chance. Given a chance, and Given he proves chance. himself. There's <laughs> there's a, there's a, it's just, you know, I, I'm ordering myself a Brighton jersey. Oh, wait, I already have one. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to get um, an Evan Ferguson Brighton jersey this summer. I promise myself oh, I'll do that. You have I, every right to. You should. Come on. <laughs> you should do it. So, so, people, put down below your choices for Premier League Best 11. We want to see you guys going bold. And if you're listening, until now episode 106 thank you so much for going bold and follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, instagram twitter and on tiktok people thank you for going bold once again in our podcast people